Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to be reviewing the silly, the funny, some could even say the loony game of Flux. <laughs> ha ha! Ha ha! Uh, th- this game is, of course, made by Looney Labs. Uh, designed by Andro, 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 <laughs> Andro, and Corston Looney, Andrew and Kristen Looney, uh, which is you know what I still think that's one of the greatest names ever for a game designer yeah. and uh, very appropriate for their games. Uh, yeah, hus- husband and wife team, and they have designed uh, Flux way back in 1997, and since then they have designed approximately five million other versions of this game. That you could also and, and other games, other, other non flux games. Of games. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> not just this game, but millions of versions of this game. It does seem so. Flux is a very silly, light game, but it is um, really. I, I think it's pretty fun. They're still coming out with other versions that are, which which is, which is pretty cool that they are constantly sort of returning to and reinventing this structure. Uh, I believe I, I know you got me into Flux, and I believe Flux actually was one of the uh, when I was getting back into gaming as an adult. Flux was one of the first games we uh, I really just really loved and got into, and uh, still have a couple copies to this day. So, Alex, how do you play this game? How do you play this game? You you put it on a shelf and just look at it. No, um, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> It's dangerous. Uh, it's it's a very simple game, but on the outset, it makes absolutely no sense. It's yes. one of those games where a- after you play a game, it's just like, oh, okay, now I get it. Because it's very bare bones in the beginning. There's like nothing. There, there is The essential idea is to uh, complete the goal of the game, and I'm being vague because... There, everything is in flux in this game. All of the namesake, <laughs> everything changes. The rules, the the end point, what's happening, everything changes. So the goal is to complete the goal, whatever that goal is. In the beginning of the game, there is no goal. Uh, everything, it's all card based. So the deck is shuffled. Every player gets uh, three cards in the beginning, and the first player is the player who decides to go first. It's I think is what they say in the rule book, which is really weird. Uh, so whoever basically grabs a card to go first. The, the only rule in the beginning is that on your turn you draw a card and then you play a card. That is it. That's the only starting rule, but those rules will change as you go along. Yep. Uh, when you, After you've drawn a card, you play a card. You can play any card, and there are basically five different types of cards, although I think some of the... Ex- Different flavors might have other special cards. Uh, I don't. I don't think I. Ha- no. Yeah, there are a few other like ones. Yeah. That and I'll mention those. But uh, the main ones are basically keeper cards. Uh, they are the green cards. They are cards that you just play in front of yourself, a la keeper. You keep them. Uh, these are the, usually the things that allow you to win the game. Uh, and I'll get that, to that a bit. There are goal cards, which is right now. Uh, the goal cards are what you can play to the center of the table, and this is the goal for everybody. And there can only ever be one goal out at a time. So if someone plays a new goal, it just supersedes the previous goal, and the, the old goal is gone. Uh, and these goals usually have things that involve the keeper. So it's like, oh, if you have this keeper and that keeper. So you might be like, if you have the television keeper and the toaster keeper, you win the game. So that it's 
pretty basic. Uh, after that, there are rule cards. These rules will change the rules of the game. They stay out unless something else changes that, but they stay out and they are permanent. So these rules are something like instead of draw one, it's now draw three, or it's instead of play one, it's play five or play all, or it could be something where it's... Um, uh, I don't want to mention that. Uh, the hand limit is two, so you can only have, ever have two cards in your hand. Or the keeper limit is five, so you always can only have at most that. Or it could be something really weird like inflation, which is always add one to every card that has a numeral. Some of them can get really zany, and if you've got a lot of them, <laughs> it can get uh, a lot. Of, it can be a lot to hold in your head of like, okay, it's now draw five, play three three but if you have the fewest keepers it's actually draw six uh and then if you've got the party on the table it's a draw another but if you want to stop playing at any point it can get kind of crazy but that that those are the yellow rule cards uh after that is action cards these are the blue ones these are the one-off things you play it and you just do what the card says so there could be something like um, exchange keepers, so you just exchange one of your keepers with someone else, or it could be clear all the rules off, so all the rules reset, or it could be let's do that again, and you go through the discard pile and play a card again. Uh, so it could be any any insane thing. Uh, and then the last type of card are the bad cards, the creeper cards. Uh, there are very few of these, but um, no one likes them. They're the cards that once you get them into your hand, you cannot keep them in your hand. You just play them immediately in front of you uh, and then draw to replace it. Uh, these cards prevent you from winning the game. So they, they basically say on them, you cannot win this if you have this on the table, uh, unless the goal specifies that you need it, obviously. But you are not allowed to win with them, so you're trying to get rid of of these cards, uh, which there's usually some card that will either clear it or you can pass it on to somebody else, or if you have a certain keeper, you can uh, get rid of it type of a thing. Uh, and that's the entirety of the game, basically. So, again, to repeat, the goal of the game is to complete one of the goals that's out with the keepers that you have and yet not have any <laughs> creepers. That that is essentially the goal. It's it's weird. It, you have to be vague because there is no specific thing. It's not like get fifteen points. No, <laughs> yeah. But that's the game. That's it. Yeah, I mean, just that if, if you're confused about any of that, just refer to the name of the game, Flux. Literally, this game is constantly in flux. Things are things are changing a lot in the game, and that's part of the fun and zaniness of it. And uh, like Alex said at the beginning, you don't even have a goal. There's no way to win at the beginning until someone lays down a goal card from their hand saying, this is now how you win. And then the next turn, someone will be like, never mind, this is how you win, as they lay down a new goal, potentially. So <clears throat> it's it's part of the zaniness of this game, which is also part of the, the fun of it. Which, so, uh, which really um, makes me wonder, the, the fact that the game is so zany, I'm looking, I'm like, is there an Alice in Wonderland version of Flux? There isn't. I don't see one. And, like, that's just, like, when I was playing, I was like, this is kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Like, anything can happen. Yeah. Logic kind of goes out the window for a while, you know, and there isn't one. I think this that would be perfect. That actually is a good point. But, I'm, I'm kind of surprised there isn't. They especially have, since uh, it's, it's, it's not uh, owned by anybody that's public. Yeah. Yeah, I would get that one. I haven't I haven't purchased a new Flux version in a long time, but like I would actually get that one. That would be that would be right on the money. No, they uh, Flux actually has a surprising number of um custom uh custom themes, but also 
more broadly popular things like they have a Firefly Flux. They just uh, Marvel one, I think, is one of the newer ones that came out. There's Doctor oh, yeah. Who. There's Oz. There's Monty Python. Um, so Batman even. So there's actually a lot of like prop intellectual properties that people are pretty popular. So I'm, I'm always kind of surprised at how Flux gets the the intellectual property rights to those those properties as <laughs> such a small game. But but it's great because that's really fun. One of the ones that I like also like to play is Cthulhu Flux, which is which is uh, open to use, I believe. I don't think anyone owns the Cthulhu. I think you can yeah. just yeah run Cthulhu. I don't I think, think Lovecraft the Lovecraft Estate. Lovecraft is, yeah. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, Flux is Flux is a fun light game that is just I don't know. It's just a good filler game. It takes very little playing time. I've had games that, <laughs> like within the first round or two, no first two rounds, someone has won just by the happenstance of getting cards. And then I've had games that have lasted, yep. um, you know, more, fifteen or so minutes beyond that at least. And another cool we've thing had about, games that lasted like thirty minutes, yeah, or forty yeah. minutes, I think. <laughs> Yeah, are those games though the ones where you've uh, combined decks? I I think the longest game I ever played, yes, was I think it was with you. I was with your family, and you're like, oh, and you were really excited, and you combined oh, like yeah. Star Star Flux, which is like Star Trek and Star Wars type theme, with I don't I think you mixed it with like Zombie Flux or I can't something remember something like you that. Yeah, that was and a we mistake. were playing like <laughs> we were playing like a ten person game, and it's just I'm like God, this is just gonna keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Flux plays two to six players, and I so you, what's great? What I was gonna say is what's great about the game is you can combine decks, so you can. You can put Star Flux with Zombie Flux together or Star Flux with Pirate Flux together and you can play the game. It adds some difficulty in getting the game finished. So I would say unless you really like those themes, probably just stick to one deck. But I also yeah. had, was pushing the limits of how many people could play in a game. So I'm like, oh, yeah. you add two decks together, then you have more people. And, and it's like, no, it's not. doesn't really work that way. So, yeah, that game was interminable, uh, <laughs> which I felt bad with because I was introducing it to some members of my family. And they're kind of like, so how do we end this game after a while? <laughs> but yeah. But anyway. Um, the the versions I have are Star Flux and Pirate Flux. I do believe that I had at one point Cthulhu Flux, and I think I gave it to someone um, as well. And they all play a little differently. I think Star Flux is still one of my faves because it is very sci-fi referential. It it has a lot of jokes and silly ways to win, and uh, the creepers are really funny that tie into you know sci-fi tropes like there's the red shirt guys that you know of your team they're constantly getting killed or sacrificed and they throw themselves in front of the captain and if they're uh, any of your teams being stolen or raided um there's brain parasites you can attach to things it's just i love the the themes of these and one of the things about the flux games is that they are very funnily funny in the writing funnily writing they're very funnily <laughs> written that's not a word but i'm going to use it because it feels appropriate uh, they're they're written very well, and they're written in very like lighthearted, humorous ways, and they spend a lot of time um, just making these little little jokes within the game, uh, referential jokes to the theme, and and they work really really well. So it's just a joy to play in in that way. The downside of Flux is that it is a lot a lot a lot of luck, and so some people totally. get annoyed by that. I totally understand if you do. But I think that's offset by the speed with which any single gameplay, unless you're playing with my family and all of my family at once, 
then your gameplay is going to be pr- pretty quick. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. What, what's, I, w- uh, I would what's say your play experience? My play, well, I own like, I think like seven different, I like own the classic one, Adventure Time, Cthulhu, Math, Flux, Monty Python, Pirate, and Zombie. My favorite being Pirate. I, Pirate's I great, know. yeah. So there's something about Pirate where it kind of, the way you you can win, it's it's very general. Like, it'll be like, if you have any sort of treasure, you, you win. Or if you have any of these three ships, you win. And there's very few creepers, and they're very easy to get rid of, usually. The, the annoying thing is when you're stuck in a game, it's like, got this creeper, and the only way I can get rid of it is to get like the money keeper and it's just like that's not going to happen yeah. anytime soon especially since that person so it's it, it can be a bit of a downer to be like all right i have to f- figure out a way to clear like keepers or be able to trash something like or hand something off to somebody else and that can get annoying whereas with pirate flux it's like you know it was, you know it, it, there's a lot of trading of keepers going on so it's pretty easy to get rid of something um with those that's why i kind of like pirate flux but uh, I tend to enjoy Flux a lot. Uh, I do not mind. It's it's one of those games you can just play really quickly. Yeah. But I just recently played a five-player game, and that that lagged a bit. Sure. I think the, the game, I think, plays best with, like, two or three. Once you get up there, especially if you're getting up into the 12-people region, the more people, the more insane it is. And that's for, I think two or three reasons the main reason is since you're not actively doing something that often you're waiting for other people to play it's it's hard to adjust the field of play to your winning strategy so it's it's you're spending a lot of time just going all right i have to wait to play this and by the time you get to play that things may have changed to a point where it's like no i can't even do that anymore that's not even a viable strategy because now i only draw two where i really needed to draw four or something like that so I have to yeah. wait till the next go round, which is going to take a while. Or it could be something where, and this is what happened in our last play, is someone could play a card that totally like zonks everything. Right. And right. I, I feel like th- th- there are certain cards that like you look at and you're like, no, this is going to make it so much worse for everybody. I'm never playing this card. And some people who are new either go, oh, I think that would, I think that would help. Uh, in our particular game that we were playing, it was we had a lot of like drawing and very little playing, so we had like hands just full of like we had like ten cards in our hand, which I personally enjoy. I think it makes the makes the game go a bit faster because it's like, yeah. all right, I can actually develop a strategy. It's like, all right, I can either go for this goal or that goal, and I'll hold on to this action when I need it, type of a thing. Uh, someone decided to play the hand limit two, and so like no one could have more than two cards in their hand. I'm like, oh god, this is a five player game where you can only have two cards in your hand. Is like, it's almost like having one card in your hand because it's like I'll just draw and then play whatever I just drew. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. It either makes it even more zany or it just makes it so it's like there's really nothing I can do of any use here. They they played it because they're like I have too many cards in my hand. I don't know what to play. There's too many decisions to make, and I'm like. But now, yes, you have fewer decisions. And they're like, I like this so much better. I'm like, but the game is going to take so much longer because we have no control over anything. It's We're basically at the whim of what we draw out of the deck at, at this point. And they're like, but I, I know what I have in my hand. I'm like, yes, but I knew what I had in my hand before and I had 10 cards. And I, it, the game could end. Like we were stuck in this loop of now, well, I can't do anything. Your turn. I can't do anything. Your And it's just like, <laughs> 
Yeah, those cards that suddenly elongate the game or um, inhibit the options you have available are just frustrating, especially when they're played at the wrong, wrong time. I mean, that's part of the craziness yeah. of the game. But but I'll, I like a lot of times I'll house rule or not house rule, just like I'll, I'll say at the outset to especially to new players, I'll be like, okay, there's a few rules in here that just inhibit like specifically that one hand size. Uh, so just so you know what that does, I mean, that's a f- totally fine <laughs> way to play that. And then if you want to play that, that's great. Especially if you feel like you're lagging yeah. behind, you can be like, screw you guys, hand size to two. Yeah, if you've got no cards in your hand and everybody else has a ton, yeah, that's definitely a great play time to definitely play, play that play card. But what it does is it inhibits options. So it makes it harder for anyone to get, like you were saying, a strategy going. So that's totally fair play, but I'm just letting you know, don't play that if you've got 15 yeah. cards and you're like, I don't know, maybe this one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, and in all honesty, I don't mind it so much in like a two player or three player game. Cause it's like, sure. it's just going to cut. It's going to, we're eventually something's going to happen. The game's going to go along in a nice clip, but in a five player game where everyone's like, Ugh, I don't know what to do now. It's just like, it really made the game drag for a bit. I mean, there are even more insane cards. I think there's a card that we have. I don't know if it's a promo for it actually comes with the game. I feel like it's a promo where you play the card and what it does is <clears throat> your first play is random. The person to your left decides which card you play. And so it's like there is nothing you can do unless there's like multiple plays. If you're sitting there where it's draw one, play one, and it the person to your, to your right is going to draw and play your card. It's like anything. I don't know what could happen. It's insane, which isn't too bad. It's kind of fun when you're playing a two-player game. It's just like, all right, I know I can't win. I have a feeling you have a chance to win here. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mess us both up. Like it's, it's the, it's the nuclear option. It's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna blow us, I'm gonna blow us up, so we both die. <laughs> <laughs> so take that, everybody. Uh, yeah, it, it's there's a the take that element is I think done well in this game because it's not it it can get annoying because I mean especially with the luck involved, but I don't think it's as overt and frustrating as other games that are kind of built around take that or really emphasize the take that. It's more of a broad take that all of you, not just specifically one person. I mean, right. you can't target it like you're saying, but it is more of a broad. Um, you know, I'm just affecting the rules, so ha-ha, or I'm covering up this goal that I know you're hoping comes back around to you. <laughs> so so that's one of the reasons I actually do like that the game feel up because of that, because it's not as cutthroat as many other card games yeah. of similar of a similar ilk. I would say, too, yeah. that and I And there think... are times... Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, there are times where you do you do play a card where you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna hurt them with this one. I'm gonna play this, and it's gonna totally just take them out. And there are sometimes where you play it, and it ends up hurting yourself, yeah, more than <laughs> yeah. anybody else. And it's just yeah. like, oh man, I just like it's like, oh, I wanna play this. I'm gonna steal one of your cards and play it, and you play it, and it's just like, oh, that totally wipes out my entire hand of cards, or I have to get rid of all my keepers, or and it's just like. Uh, or it's just like the person like you're stealing from is just like whatever you do don't you do not want to draw this card and they draw that card and it's like well you just ruined this game man <laughs> I think keeper, I, uh, limit, z- keeper limit one. <laughs> oh god oh that that card is so freaking annoying um I, I definitely think that the ideal play is is probably around four. It, it plays really well, I think, from with all counts up to four. I've not played many outside of that one family play experience where I tried to <laughs> double the max play count um, of like five six player games. I've usually Shelly and I bring this out. We used to. We actually haven't for a while, so it's one that we probably will 
he's taken out more lately, but we used to take it out a lot just to meet a couple friends at the bar or um, go take it out to eat. The one downside of it is it can get a little little big as a table hog. It fluctuates even there at the size of of the table. So actually, let's let's jump right into that. Uh, table space, taking it out, getting it out, and slapping it on a table. At first blush, it would seem that this game is perfect for that, because as you set up the card game, you each have two cards, there is a stack of draw cards in the middle, and there is a, uh, if you have it, there is a little rule reminder card as well. Um, if you've played Flux at least once or twice, you probably won't even need that because it's very easy. One, draw one, take one. They only rule at the beginning of the game. However, as the game progresses, there are going to be a lot of new rules slapped down in the central uh, area of the of the game, in the middle of the table. And then, of course, your keeper collection will probably be growing and shrinking throughout the game as well. So the one downside of flux is that it is kind of a lot of fluctuation in table space the one upside of that though to offset that is that it is all cards and you can arrange them kind of however you want to as long as everyone's able to see everything yeah you can like overlap all your keepers together uh, rules some of the rules it's just like all right i just need to know that it's draw three but there are a few where it's like there needs to be an explanation like yeah. oh if if you have the fewest of this then you draw that and, and so those you can probably leave on top or something like that but for the most part yeah like you can kind of shift things however you need nothing needs to be in a particular orientation or something like that so right however it needs to fit you can make it fit yeah, so I'd, I'd say that's, that does lend itself really well to taking out, and I think the the vibe of Flux is also a huge checkbox in the taking out category. Like, there's some games that are just uh, that I love to take out. Like, we love taking out quicks because it's just fun to roll dice and work on the the puzzle that is quicks that roll and write. Flux is fun to take out because it's just so silly. It's so ridiculous, and so and can be frustrating in in not re- not like teeth grinding ways it's like oh i was so close there you know there's a lot of like get close to winning and then get it snagged at you at the last second or you do that to someone else or you uh play that draw <laughs> draw one play five card and everyone has to play their entire hand the next go around <laughs> until someone changes the rule and it's just so funny in the way that people are like whoa there goes my entire strategy so it it's it's just fun it's a really fun vibe to the game so uh, as long as you're playing with players who are uh, who are okay with that, I think you really have a have a really just a fun taken out game that that is lighthearted. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, would your mom like this game? Hello, Mrs. Cruzy. Now that you're listening, I think you might be <laughs> listening. So glad that you're listening. And uh, we'd would you like this game i i think your mom would like this game i mean all right it has the check against it is there are no there's no dice in this so you get there's lacking dice so check against it however (laughs) dice aren't needed in a game my mind (laughs) no i know i just think they're a strong plus like i feel like i I feel like plenty of games over the last weekend with my mom and none of them had (laughs) any dice in them yeah but if they did have she enjoyed some of those games the enjoyment level would have ramped up by a thousand Um, okay (laughs) So I could I don't know I could see your mom liking this game I I feel like it's right in the wheelhouse of like kind of your mom likes sort of a, a, a zany g- games with this vibe to it. However, I could also see it being frustrating the 
the the fluctuations of it, the zaniness of it. So, am I right? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that this is the first game I ever purchased for my parents. Oh, now. M- yeah, I know. This was this was early on. I'm just like, oh, what can I what can I get them? I've, I'm you know, I live far away, so it's not easy to be like, oh, I'm gonna hang out with you guys and do this and whatever. And just like, I and also I think at the time I was like very poor, so I'm just like, I need something simple and easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got them Flux, and they don't really play. I played it with them once. They don't really play it. Uh, I think it's it's a bit too zany. There's too like. Uh, similar to the person I was playing with uh, a few days ago, there's a lot of information to to carry, and it's just like, ugh. Like at the time, I think there was one point in the previous game that I was playing where there was like five or six rules out, and to me, I'm like, oh, there's the only thing I have to worry about is like draw five. All the other ones don't pertain to me. I don't have to worry about that. But to them, it's like there are five rules out. I don't know what like what do I need to pay attention to? And right. if you're not used to the game, it's it can be like ugh. Which is why they're like, I want to go down to two cards. That's so much easier to keep track of. Yeah. Whereas with me, I'm like, sure, I have ten cards, but I I know only two of them are worth anything. All the other ones are pretty useless right now. So, but they may become worth something later. But for now, I can just ignore them. Like. I, when I play the game, I can reduce it down to the important things where if you've never played the game before, it's a lot of information. And I totally get that. And for my parents, it is a lot of information. And I think for my dad, it's a bit too too silly. My dad likes a little bit of structure to something. Sure. My mom is totally fine for the zaniness, but there's so too much information included in that zanius with, with other games it's like oh you know i just do this like uh i think we've played i've played coconuts with my parents they totally love that because it's like beer pong you know it's zany sure. like who knows who's gonna win it's a silly dexterity game but it's super fun you can and in flux you can totally converse and that's one of the things my mom is looking for is being can you talk over this game and you can totally talk over flux uh, but it, there's if if you're sitting there looking at your cards, going, wait, what does this one do again? I don't remember. <laughs> then no, you you can't, and you're just your brain is bogged down, and that is the one large thing that my mom does not like in games, which is having your having to think too hard. Even though you don't really have to think, but if you think you have to think, then you then you're gonna be thinking. Uh, and so my mom does not like this game. It, it sits it sits in in their cabin on a shelf unplayed for an extended <laughs> period of time. But it's not gone, so that's a good sign. So you know, that's, it's not that's, gone, but <laughs> that's a fair point, though. I, that is a fair point. I mean, it is. But, once but they have other games times. that have gotten them that aren't at the cabin. They they actually they are it's, it stays with them. They those are the games they call me up or text me going, "How does this rule work again?" They've never asked me about flux ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair though. I, I I think that's pretty fair. It, it that is a good point in that, you know, we've played this game a lot, and I think once you've played it a couple times or a few times. You're, you know, you just kind of get roll with it because it does. It's, it's kind of like, I guess if you could compare it to another game, this isn't a great comparison, but Cosmic Encounter feel shrunk way, way, way down. Like Cosmic Encounter is I a can, game. I that, can see the idea there. Yeah. Yeah, I love, but it's so crazy in how it can suddenly shift the tides of influence and whoever's winning or on top can shift drastically in that game and i think that's one of the funnest most ridiculous things about the game and i like that feeling but i understand how especially coming new to the game or playing it the first few times it's kind of 
a little overwhelming and also just frustrating. But one of the things you have to just do with Flux is sort of give yourself up to that, that just the idea that it is not going to be logical necessarily in, in all ways. And, and, and that's totally fair. A lot of people don't like that or find that just annoying. <laughs> so um, that, that makes sense. So anyway, that's a good heads up for anyone who's considering trying it out. Uh, yeah. The if- plus side, like I was saying at the top, there are a lot of versions of this game. Um, I, I for we started talking, I forgot that I have a couple more that I even forgot about. We do have the Family Flex version. We have the Spanish language version. Um, when I was doing some workshops, actually in in Spanish and English, I would use Flux actually as a teaching game because it's a simple game, fairly simple to game to learn, especially the family version. The family version is very slimmed down. And then the Spanish language version is very simple as well. So it's just a fun game for that. That's a totally different category of ways to use games. But there are so many versions of this game that fit maybe better or worse depending on the theme. Like there is a Rick and Morty Flux Um there is a <laughs> there is a drinking game version of this game, the Drinking Flux. There is a Stoner Flux. There is uh, there's too many to name right now. But but anyway, so the cool thing about it is it's an easy game to pick up if you have a theme that you want to play around, and it does a good job of referencing. So that's another, at least for me, I think it's a check in, a reason to try this game. Uh, I'm actually just seeing there's a Flux dice, and I've never even seen that one before. What? Yeah, it's got two big. Oh, that's interesting. All right, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole on this. I, we I know can that, talk off I know air. there's a flux. <laughs> there's a flux. The board game, which basically yeah. takes the idea of regular flux and turns it into a board game. Um, and it, it lo- it's pretty much just as zany. Yes. Yeah. But, but think, if you like that think, format better. Yeah, if you like the format better, but I think if you if you do like flux, you're probably just going to like flux better. Probably. Honestly. Yeah. I think I would. Um, I remember looking at that when it came out and thinking like, well, but I already own Flux. So, but uh, but anyway, so there. If it is at all interesting to you, you can get a, uh, you can find the version that works well or looks most interesting to your in- interest. Wow, I've used interests a lot. If, if it is interesting to you, you can find the <laughs> one that's more interesting to your interests. So there you go. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, I I like Flux. I it's one that I don't play a lot as much as I used to when I first was getting back into games. Um, I think my my tastes in card games are, you know, I wouldn't say uh, matured, but I do like that stability and strategic depth a little bit more. But I still own it, several copies, and I still enjoy it. And I I do like introing it to people, especially my copy of Starflux. If I have a a sci-fi fan friend, it'll be like, hey, let's play a couple rounds of this. And they usually get a kick out of it, uh, if nothing else. And then then I shelve it back for the next time. Yeah, and and if you're all hoity-toity about oh well, I like you know more. It did win a Mensa Select Award, so that's true. There, yeah, you so can't smart people can can't play knock this it game. that hard. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So this game makes you smarter, and if you played enough times, you will automatically <laughs> I don't think be inducted that's what into that means. Mensa. I don't. I'm pretty sure that is that what that, what that means. Oh man, I've been buying know, games. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. <laughs> Dang it. I've been buying Mensa Select games, and I don't feel any smarter. So you might be right. (laughs) Wait, have you just been buying them and not playing them? I think you have to play them. Oh, you do? Oh, well, there's my mistake. (laughs) I've just been buying them and peeling off the Mensa Select sticker and sticking that to my forehead. Nothing. Nothing at all. No change. When you you invite people over, instead of showing them a wall of PhDs, you show them a wall (laughs) of games with Mensa Select stickers. (laughs) Just 
cut out Mensa Select stickers from the cardboard <laughs> box. <laughs> Pretty impressive, huh? Look how many I have. I got up. I'm up to twenty. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's Flux. Do you have anything else to to add about the loony game of Flux? I have I have nothing to add, but I have everything to add. Oh, so man. I will add nothing. There's a lot of depth here, guys, at the end. A lot of philosophical questions we can all ask ourselves. Well, I think that's a good place to stop it then. And um, yeah, I, I I would recommend it. I understand it's not for everybody. I hope this this review gives you kind of a sense of if you are someone who really doesn't like the kind of zany rapid changing of tides throughout a game probably not for you but if you are someone who likes lighthearted games that are fun and quick and silly i would definitely recommend flux us any version of flux that appeals to you yeah all right guys well that will do it for us if you would like to reach out to us you can get a hold of us at chits and chat on facebook you can go to eavesdrop.com and uh, that is our podcast hosting page. Go ahead, scroll down and look for our Chits and Chat page. There's a comments form on there. You can you can reach out to us and, of course, on Twitter as well. So thank you so much for listening. listening. Oh, my God, I can't talk today. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Interesting, interesting. <laughs>